Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This episode is proudly sponsored by the beautiful studio space at Small Time Group. Supporting emerging artists to refine their products, develop a plan, and connect with peers and the industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with Eamon from the chats. Hi. How are you? Hey, pretty good. How are you going? Good, thank you. So the chats love beer. Um, yeah, look, uh, I thought that was pretty funny when we were like 17 and we needed an Instagram name. And now, now it's just stuck. And now it's it's like stuck. So it's hard, like we'd have to go and change everything. And because um, I think the chats was taken and the chats band was taken. Right. And I think even the chats Queensland was taken. So we were <laughs> left with pretty slim pickings there but yeah I think someone said that and we were like oh that's pretty funny and yeah I, I mean we do we do like beer but I don't I think love's a strong word yeah the chats like beer yeah we we think it's all right yes what what are your like top three beer choices um well I gotta go forex like gold or actually no I'd go forex bitter that's a much better beer and yeah. I'd go uh I'd go like VB and Emu Export. So you're just a draft drinker. There's no like craft beer choices in the mix ever. No, not really. Um, I mean, I'll have one if they're like if if they're there, but I won't choose them. We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors at Bodrigi Brewing. Stingray's new XBA comes out swinging as a full flavor, four percent of froth the newest addition to Stingray's finest beer range. It's bloody tremendous stuff. Tropical, hoppy, pulling, no punches. Brewed in Abbotsford by Bodrigi Brewing Co. Proud Beers and Tears sponsors. For any new fans of the chats, do you want to give like a quick rundown on how the chats came to be, how you guys all met and came together and started playing as a band? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just a band um, started when we were in high school. Um, we were like a four-piece then, had a couple lineup changes now, we're just a three-piece, and we've put out a couple records, um, done some tours, and yeah, and we're pretty lucky to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you released your album Get Fucked last year. It's 13 songs in 27 minutes. Um, yeah, pretty much like an album full of one to two minute powerhouse tracks. Well, there's one song on there that's like four minutes. Yeah, there. I was literally about to ask. There was one, <laughs> one on there that's like the standout, lengthier track. Um, but yeah, first of all, tell me about that track. Why is it the only four minute track? Um, I don't know. I think that was a song that I wrote when a few years ago. I would have been like just out of school. Um, yeah, and maybe I just had like more of an attention span back then. But I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I just 
I, like when I listen to bands, it's like that's usually how long the songs go for. So yeah. I don't know. That's just what I like. Sweet. And what was it like putting this album together? What was the recording process like? Um, it was pretty chill. Like we recorded it here in Brizzy um, with our mate Cody at Hunting Ground, Maruka. And, yeah, it was like a bit under, like I want to say like a week and a half. Um, just yeah, we just get in there and record the bass and the drums and guitar, and then we do the solos and the vocals, and yeah, and then we listen to it. And if it's pretty good, we'll put it out. But yeah. um, we had a pretty like it was a pretty um stupidly chill recording process because we were like I lived a few streets away, so we'd like meet at my place, hang out there for a bit, and then we'd be like, oh, we should probably go into the um studio at like 10 or 11 or something and then <laughs> we'd get in there for like an hour or two and then we'd go to the Yoronga RSL for like another couple hours and we'd be like shit it's like three or four o'clock we should try and get back in there and do something so I think if we had been like you know if we had a better work ethic we probably could have got it done in like a, a couple days but yeah when you have the time allocated you're like oh sweet there's no rush for sure. One week's still a pretty quick turnaround time. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, for us, though, it's more just like getting the amps to sound okay and then just playing. Like, we don't have to do a lot of post-production stuff. Yeah, sweet. And how long do the tracks kind of sit in the bank for before you decide you want to, like, get into the studio? Um, Like, I want to say... From anywhere from like six months to like there were some songs like on the day I was writing and in the studio and I was like, oh, yeah, like this is, could be all right. And, yeah, so like just anywhere from like the year leading up to that record to like the day we were recording it. Actually, and that one that one song, The Price of Smokes, I wrote like a few years prior, but it just never came to life until then. So, yeah, any, anywhere from, like, five years ago to the day we were recording it, I'd say. so, But mostly, like, in the month prior to us actually going into recording it was when we were really, like, hammering out songs. And so you've named your album Get Fucked. Is there, was there ever, like, a, okay, this might not be received well by certain industries or certain people? Did you ever, like, have any hesitancy with that? Or was it kind of the point? Yeah, it's kind of the point. And it was like, you know, getting back to the whole Instagram handle thing. It's like, you know, we were sitting there in the studio, like talking about, oh, yeah, you know, record sounding good, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you think we should call it when it comes out? And, you know, we were just throwing around like dumb names. And I said, what if we called it like get fucked? And this, <laughs> and it's all of us on the front, like kind of giving the bird to whoever's buying the record. And, um, yeah, and Matt really liked it. Like he was like, nah, that's it. Like that's the name. So it just kind of stuck. And yeah, we never wasn't really something we considered. Um I don't think our records are really gonna be in like Target or Kmart or anything. So not much to worry about there. I mean, there's like censorship stuff. Yeah. Uh but I I mean we dealt by that by just writing F star 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 d and like people get it you know like yeah for sure cool and i guess you've played quite a number of shows overseas 
And the chats have quite a bit of Aussie slang in their songs. How, yeah, how did the overseas market receive the slang? Do they get it? Oh, uh, they try to get it. It's it's always like a little bit off, but I mean, they're, they're having a go and they're trying. It's pretty funny because it's like you'll talk to like a German guy and he's like, what what is this, a dot, you know? And it's like, <laughs> so it's just a diary, you know? Like it's It's pretty funny. Like they think it's like, like we have our own language or something, but it's just a couple of weird words that they haven't heard before. Yeah. And what's the reception like in comparison to like being in Australia and having played in Australia? Um, I For some reason, we I feel like we kind of do better there. I think it might just be like a population mm. thing. Like there's just more places to play and there's more people around. So in turn, there's more people who are into our kind of music or whatever. Yeah, it's always been kind of a trip because ever since from our first like um, UK run, everything kind of just went like really well. And I was, yeah, I'm still waiting for something to really unravel because everything's kind of been smooth. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just all downhill from here. Like it's been really good and now we're about to get like bad. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) And you guys are playing Groove in the Moo. Yeah, yeah. This month. How, yeah, how does, how do you find the festival crowds? You played Splendor at the end of last year as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I really enjoy it because it's like, um, you know, festival crowds, everyone's always pretty rowdy. And I find there's almost less pressure than doing your own show because it's like everyone's there to see you. They've all like been keen for it all month and they're looking forward to it. And sometimes that's like a bit much. You're like, oh shit, you know, I better actually play good tonight. Yeah. And um <laughs> but um the festivals are cool because it's like you know that's like there's more kids and stuff and they they kind of get more into it because they don't get to go to shows. Um, I feel like that's the kind of good thing about festivals. And there's just, like, more bands around. There's, like, more friends to make. There's more fun stuff to do. Yeah. So yeah, we always have a good time. Sweet. And, yeah, the Aussie festivals are good. I'm keen to see um, Fat Boy Slim. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, I feel like that's a crowd favourite. Everyone's keen for Fat Boy Slim. Cool. Um, yeah, well, you guys have got a bit of a, a, bit of a moshing crowd at your gigs what's one of the craziest festival experiences that you've had i think when we did yeah probably like when we did coachella that was probably like the craziest festival because we were on this stage that had no barrier like the dude running the stage was like this punk kid from like orange county or whatever and he was like yeah i really really wanted this stage to have no barriers because that was like the stage that we were playing and sniffers were playing so that was like, it was kind of just a pit the whole set and like people getting up on stage and like jumping around. And I was kind of like the opposite of what I was ex- expecting from a festival like Coachella. So we ended up having a really sick time. Sweet. And well, my final question is who who are you most keen to see on the on the groove and lineup? You mentioned Fatboy Slim. Is there anyone else that you're like super keen on? Yeah, um, my mate. Um, baby, no money. He's pretty sick. I'll be keen to see him again. He's always really fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Fat Boy Slim. Um, I like uh, I like the new Teen Jesus Gene Teaser song, so I'll probably check them out. Um, yeah, I mean, 
it's kind of a sick lineup, so I'm keen. Sweet. Will we ever see a Baby No Money, the chats collab? Oh, he's he's gunning me hell hard for it, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if we can really pull that off. It's but polar opposites, hey? <laughs> it's, yeah, he's, uh, he's yeah. I've probably got some unread messages from, from him about it, but um, he's, yeah, he's a fucking legend, and uh, I don't know. I just don't know if we can really enter the K-pop world, you know? It'd kind of be like a Limp Bizkit sort of thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd have to be some sort of remix vibe, like a, yeah, well, th- maybe maybe I'll get him to do that so he does all the work and we still earn a bit of the coin for it. Yeah, <laughs> great. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, send him some vocals and then the world is your oyster. No, I'm like, you got to use the ones that are already out there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not doing Pretty anything. Bad. No work done. Yeah, bar's real low. Well, thank you so much for chatting today. It's been chatting with the chats. Yeah. As well. Thank you for having me. It's been great. GTR, six later, GTR, six later, GTR.